And we're back, still on the uh, case study, the G-Power case study. Um, if I remember correctly, I think in the last episode, we established that before you get to the um, question of finding customers who can afford you, we need to deal with the question of how to find customers at all in the first place. And we ran through a couple of um, examples that were open to G-Power um, and um, of course we find that some of these options are available to those of us who are wedding industry professionals as well which buttresses what I've been saying on the podcast for a very long time which is that we should always take an interdisciplinary approach when it comes to building our businesses because you'll find out that even though G Power is in the energy infrastructure space and maybe you have a friend or an in-law or whatever who is in the agricultural space you find that there's some of the business um, strategies, tips, tricks, philosophies, whatever it is you want to call it, that will carry on quite nicely to um, wedding photography, wedding planning, uh, wedding makeup, um, whatever it is that you do. So now, with that in mind, having said, uh, putting that out of the way, now we now know that the the crux of the question for uh, Mr. G Power is... Um, it's a qualifications um, problem. So, uh, prospecting and qualifications problem. That's finding the right people to talk to. And then when you find these people, you now you need to come up with a questioning framework that digs in so that you can really probe and you'll be able to find out um, if at all these people have a want, if they have a need, um, if they have the uh, the budget. You know, those These sorts of difficult questions are questions that we really need to have early on in the process so that we don't waste time and uh, momentum speaking with people who are not going to buy from us because it's possible like in the case of uh, mr g power that you find someone and on paper the person looks like he's a right uh, fit to buy your service to buy your inverters your batteries um, whatever it is but for some reason they're just not willing to make the jump because there's no um, urgency or quite frankly because they don't think there's that much uh, big of a problem. Now from previous episodes in the past you'll remember that um, I've spoken about some qualification frameworks that you can use. Remember the idea behind qualification is you are speaking to someone, a prospective customer and you need to be sure that that customer is qualified. That's the whole thing of making sure that there's a want, that there's a need, that there's some urgency and that you guys are in sync when it comes to the money conversations. Sorry, money expectations. So just as it is for Mr. G Power, it's the same for us who are wedding industry professionals as well. We also have to go through the same process. Now, some of the uh, qualification frameworks that I've um, exposed you guys to in the past in previous episodes um, are the idea of want, need, afford and urgency which is something that I picked up from Brian Tracy you can find it in his early um, material and that is the idea basically that when you speak to people you want to ask questions to be sure that they want what it is that you have no point in speaking to uh, there's no point in G Power speaking to someone if uh, the person is perfectly fine with his generator set and he does not want an inverter. I mean, there's no point in carrying on that um, conversation because it's not going to go. Um, it's not going to go anywhere. It's not going to go good for you anyway, and you end up just wait, wasting um, a whole bunch of your time. So, want to be ask questions before that there's a want and that there's a need. 
uh, and that they can afford the solutions that you have. And most importantly, we also want to uh, ask questions about the the time frames and to be sure that there is some urgency in the process. Now, um, for people in other industries like uh, G Power, for instance, in the energy infrastructure space, maybe the urgency part is not something that they're used to asking questions about. But for we wedding professionals, we already know, even if people don't tell you, you kind of pick it up on the job that this urgency part is key, which is the reason why when a wedding planner is speaking to the bride, they the first thing they do is they ask, um, uh, have you selected a wedding date yet? And then the next question that they ask is, oh, have you booked the hall and which hall is it? For some wedding planners, that is supposed to, it's a question, it's like a proxy question so that they can get a sense of the um, budget that the bride is working with because if they have booked a date and they have booked a hall and the hall is one of the most um, swankiest decked out halls on um, Victoria Island, um, for instance, then they get a sense of um, what kind of budget that the couple might fall into. But the most important thing is, apart from all these um uh, proxy issues and social signaling that goes on when you ask these kinds of questions. The most important thing is that you're able to get a sense of urgency. So if the person says, oh yes, we have fixed a date and the date is in 2025 and currently we're in 2021, then you now have a sense of how to carry on with your sales process. Uh, you now know that you can't be um, too... You can't be overly aggressive in the whole process because we're only in 2021 and this wedding is going to be in 2025. So you're going to have to slow down. You're going to have to chill and uh, stretch things out a little bit and take this um, nice and slow and try not to ruffle any feathers. So that's what the urgency and the timeline um, component is. So these questions are absolutely essential. Then there's also another one called uh, BANT. That is B-A-N-T. And that's an acronym for BUDGET authority need and timelines and that's something that comes out of sandler training and it's something for there's more in the business to business um space not necessarily you know folks like us wedding photographers and wedding planners who are trying to uh, chat up uh, brides but remember um let's have an interdisciplinary approach so even though this is something that people may have used in the past and you know whether in construction or insurance is something that we can use as well we get the uh, uh, we're speaking with the bride so let's uh, go back to the wedding planner example for instance it's not unusual for a wedding planner to ask okay so what kind of um, wedding are you planning what budget are you guys looking at are you guys going to spend uh, 10 million overall on the wedding or is this going to be a uh, a, uh, a two million naira thing or whatever forgive me i'm just pulling figures out of the air so i'm not sure what it is that is a realistic um figure for um weddings as of um today the date of the recording in 2020 so i'm just pulling figures out of uh, the air so i don't hear any wedding planners there saying a two million naira wedding like is that even possible so i'm just putting out figures from the air Okay, so you have the budget conversation. Then you also need to have the authority conversation. This is one conversation that I like to have, maybe not early anyway, but it's something I definitely bring up. I ask upfront, like, okay, so we're done with uh, all the details right now. So who is going to be making the transfer? Is it going to be you? Or is it going to be hobby? Or is it going to be hobby's folks or your own folk? You know, we broach the question because we, we need to have a sense of... Um, 
where the authority is coming from for decisions and for payments and for um, things of that nature. Because if you waste time talking to the bride, but according to their own customs or whatever, it's these are decisions that are that are properly made by the groom and his own part of the family, then, you know, you're wasting your time, quite frankly. So if you spend three months talking to the bride, and this is one of these things where the groom makes the decision, then you've just wasted your time. An example of this would be um, a friend of mine who runs uh, three, six, I think I call three, six, five butlers. I can't remember the name of the business, but it's something that Nana has pointed out in one of our conversations where I was talking about um, uh, ideas about marketing and things like that. And, um, you know, he said, oh, that's not going to fly because you typically talk to the bride. I typically talk to the groom. So it looks like when uh, alcohol is in question, the person typically to speak to would be um, uh, the groom. So so it seems. So we need to find out, ask all these um, authority uh, questions, know where, uh, how the decision-making process is going to be made and then things like that. And then, of course, the last two, uh, N and T, that is need and timelines. So we've already been over um, timelines, urgency, and why those are important. And then the last qualification framework that I have exposed you guys to on the podcast uh, in previous episodes is called uh, SPIN. And this is based off of a questioning framework called uh, Spin Selling by a um, really old dude, Neil Rackham. Um, I think it was based off some research done in the 70s or in the 80s. Uh, but like I've said time and time again on the podcast, let's not ditch um, something and say it's irrelevant just because the framework is old. Sometimes the the fundamental principles of... Um, of whatever it is that you're looking at still applies and in this case i think spin is still a uh, a relevant framework that we can use so what spin stands for is asking situation questions like oh so how far with the wedding planning how far have you guys gone um problem questions um okay so uh you're convinced that your auntie and your auntie and your sisters, you're convinced that they can plan the wedding. So it looks to me like there's no problem. And if there's no problem, then how come you're still keen on talking to me, a wedding planner? The implication questions, that's where you dig in to um, to make the, uh, the bride and the groom um, realize that there is indeed a problem here and a festering problem. And so because of that, they need your services as a wedding planner, as a photographer or whatever. And then they need payoff questions. They pretty much serve the same purpose. You ask the question so that people realize that um, there's going to be a benefit to working with you and it helps them realize that it will be a good idea to just go ahead. So that is um, spin. Situation questions, problem questions, implication questions and need payoff um, questions. So if you're interested in learning about some of this stuff in uh, details, or at least in more details that I've gone into today, you can um, just uh, look at the the listing of the podcast episodes and just have a look at the titles and you'll find the um, relevant ones where I have discussed uh, these things in the past. So the summary is uh, for GPAR Tech to find customers who can afford his services, what he needs to do is he needs to be asking very frank and upfront questions about the budget, about money, and about finance. He also should be asking lots of questions about urgency. 
if they're ready to move ahead, when they're going to uh, be able to move ahead, what the key uh, uh, criteria are for moving ahead. And then he also needs to be asking implication and need payoff questions so that people realize that, oh, um, buying an inverter is not just a fancy um, solution, but by buying an inverter, they actually are going to solve some very practical and immediate uh, problems. So these questions have to be asked as early in the sales process as possible. And it's the same for us wedding industry professionals. We need to ask those questions. So wedding photographers, wedding planners, we need to have those conversations early about what the budgetary expectations are, uh, money, finance issues. We also need to get a sense of um, urgency because it would be overkill for you to be going in on an aggressive sales process for a wedding coming up in 2025, even though we are in uh, 20, uh, 2020. And of course, the converse is the case. If we're having conversations in 2020, yes, but we're having this conversation in October and the wedding happens to be in November, then we know that we now have to have a little bit more um, aggressive of a sales process to try and get the ball rolling, try to get things moving. So um, the whole point of um, these questioning frameworks and asking questions is if you're speaking to any prospective customer and they are not a good fit, then you can move on without wasting any more time and momentum. So it's important, not just for G-Power Tech, but for we wedding industry professionals as well, not to waste time and not to waste momentum. If it looks like this is not going to work out, then it's in our best interest to hear a no as soon as possible or a yes as soon as possible. We need to get the ball rolling. So I'm going to call it quits on uh, at this stage. And uh, at the next recording, I will go into examples of uh, specific examples of money and budget conversations that I recommended um, G Power um, Tech to have. And you'll find that they also apply to we wedding industry professionals as well. Um, okay, I'll have a look at the material and uh, hopefully we don't have um, too much we don't have much more to continue with this until we get back to our uh, regularly scheduled um, programming okay so that's it for today thank you very much for listening to the sales for the nigerian wedding industry podcast i'm your host abuja-based event and wedding photographer tavishima ayede thank you very much for listening and i'll catch you guys on the next episode